how I fathom spitting. Uh -huh. Like you ain't in my league to mention, pull out the savage writings. This is my aphorisms, plus I got bad intentions. Call it the thirst for more and storm will have vision. At times I'm on the H the Gandhi kicking, so pour a cup of that life liquid that's ever so omnipresent. Other times I'm on this beat, gon' catch a body mission. Like Sun ain't listening, then we hit him like Sunny listen. But nah, let me call my diction. Hello and welcome to the Two Guys Podcast, episode 363. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. And I am your other co-host, Dwayne. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. Today, we're going to do our annual Oscars episode. We've got Mike Boss on once again. I don't even know what year this is that we've been doing it, but it's it's at least year 55, and I love it every year. I look forward to it constantly. But before we get into that, real quick, Dwayne, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. This is at least year seven because I have a yeah. spreadsheet that I keep a track of every of my list every year, and it goes back to at least 2015. So we've at least nice. been doing this since nice. 2015. And I know yeah, so um, very excited and excited to have Mike back. Uh, Mike Boss available at Mike Boss on Twitter, M-Y-K-E. Uh, Mike, wh what's up, man? How you doing? Doing all right, hanging in there for uh, you know it's been a been a crazy crazy few twelve months. Um, feels like infinity months, kind of in a way. <laughs> it's been it does. It feels like it's but, just not going to get back to normal. Doesn't yeah, like this is just is just life now. This is the new the new reality <laughs> for us. <laughs> but otherwise, I'm doing great. <laughs> nice. Um, I know you uh, as a musician. There's always something out there to listen to. Um, what what have you got going on music wise right now? Well, nothing nothing new. There's some things in the works with some friends here and there. Um, some pandemic type music, but nothing that I've actually recorded or done since the uh, the band Sweethearts. So um, you can still find that. Uh, that is sweetheartsmusic.bandcamp.com. Uh, okay. That's where that's that was my my last band before. Uh, from a few years ago but yeah like i said i've got some, some things in the works but nothing um nothing recorded as of yet so i i have to ask what is pandemic type music oh so i meant like um just like people who are, who are doing like uh email correspondence like stuff like so ah. uh i got a friend who'll send me a guitar track and then i'll play something to it and send it back ah. that kind of thing so, okay i was um, concerned I'm actually work yeah <laughs> it's a new genre it's real it's real catchy it's real fun <laughs> it's it's very catchy yeah. <laughs> i'm a i'm a dad i appreciate the the, the fact that it's catchy yeah. i, I yeah. appreciate that <laughs> all right so uh like i said we're gonna talk about the oscars uh they are this sunday uh april 25th 5 p.m pacific standard time uh, i love the oscars i still look forward to it this is a weird year because uh, normally I'm frantically going to the theater to see these movies. And this time, I pretty much saw them all as they came out on digital demand. The only one that I had had to really wait for was The Father, which took forever to... Uh, it was in the theaters for a while, but not anywhere near where I live. So I had to wait for it to become rentable, and then I rented it. Uh, but yeah, most of the time, uh, no theater movies. The last movie I saw in the theater was Portrait of a Lady on Fire last March. That was wow. the last movie I saw. Um what did you think, Mike? Were you able to see the theater, go to the theater at all? I know you're you're in that Baltimore, D.C. area, so I don't know if there was more availability there. Have you been to the theater at all in the last year? The last, uh, I I think the only time we went to the theater this year that I can recall was on my birthday. Um, the local Cinemark here they had a thing where you could rent out the auditorium, and it was like I want to say like a hundred bucks. It was like not like a crazy amount of money. Uh, so we just got a group of friends, small group of friends, and like brought some food in. 
and rented out the move the one of the theaters and saw Scrooged on the big screen. Oh, the, uh, that's Bill Murray awesome. classic nice. from the eighties for uh so that was that was in December. I I, I feel like I oh we went and saw Tenet in the theater. That's right. Um, oh nice. Uh, I guess that was around the summer maybe or of last year. Uh, the Senator Theater here locally had a uh, had a good setup for COVID protocol and stuff. We went on a Sunday night at like seven o'clock and it was literally us in the theater and like one other couple and we were like basically on opposite ends of the theater. So mm-hmm. it felt pretty felt pretty safe. Um, but that's been it. Yeah. That's one. That's probably of all the movies I saw this past year. That's probably the one I most wish I'd seen in the theater. I definitely was uh, a good theater movie for sure. Yeah. How about you, Dwayne? Have you been able to go to the theater at all? What was it like this year experiencing a, an Oscars season without frantically going to the theater? Well, I think the last movie I saw in the theater was Bad Boys Three. <laughs> wow. Awesome. I think that was the last one I saw before the theater start before everything happened. I um. Yeah, I owe an apology, I think. Because I remember saying to you that I'd be fine if movies just kind of stayed like this. And oh, okay. and, and, yeah. and that if we didn't ever have to go back to theaters again. For some movies, obviously. I take that back. And here's why I take that back. Because I thought it was going to be so much easier for me to watch all these movies not having to go to the theater. And I was wrong. Because it was, I was still <laughs> scrambling to have to watch all these movies. even They were all in my house on Netflix. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't any easier. <laughs> I think sometimes when you when you have to schedule it, like it's almost better because like the way I am now, like I barely watched any of these movies in one sitting. Like most yeah. of them were I watched an hour here, an hour there, or part of it at this point. But and and I, you know when I have to go to the theater, then I'm like, okay, honey, I got to carve out two hours. I'm gonna go at eight thirty p.m. tonight and i'm gonna go see this movie i I, i'm with you i I, it didn't feel as easier in some ways uh to watch them as it has in years past just because my wife is so accustomed like you said we've been doing this seven years so my wife is so accustomed to this time of year i'm just trying to go to the theater yeah and and, and the thing is it's it's still time right like you still have to find the time to do it like the physically what i've learned is the physical the physically of going to the theater isn't the hard part. The hard part is finding two hours to watch a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing too. I mean, I, I also watching at home, I it's while it's comfortable and I have everything I need, a bathroom, I can pause and that kind of stuff. It's great. But like, I don't get into the same like mindset either. Like I have my right. phone yeah. usually and like, I'll just like, Oh, okay. There's like a, some kind of something happening. I'm looking down on my phone or, you know, doing something else. Like I'm not in that like mindset to really experience a movie the way you do in a theater, the way it's set up. Right. You know, so. I was, I'll just be honest. I was on my phone through most of one night in Miami. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was me for the Billy Holiday movie. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. I wanted that movie to be so much better than it was. I really did too. Yeah. yeah. These movies, these movies. Okay. So uh, th- th- that's a good idea because uh, that one right there, the Billy Holiday movie, the United States versus Billy Holiday. And most of the movies this year, uh, just sad. Like, is it, is it because the pandemic, uh it makes me feel sadder i think or is it just or were the movies legitimately sadder this year mike well i think i mean uh, yeah i think life is just kind of feeling very heavy for a lot of people uh Mm -hmm. this past year and i think the events that are still ongoing as as we speak you know this past year have just compounded that feeling um and of course i think it reflects the way we tend to view art that through that lens um you know i've been thinking about that a lot this past just this past week i was uh just that we I think sort of it shapes how we interpret, you know, the the movies and stuff. And I think, um, 
I mean, they definitely had a, I guess, an era, an aura of sadness around them, but I think they, I think it exacerbated them a little bit. Uh, the feeling that we got from them. But how about you, Dwight? You think they were extra sad, or is it just my perception? I, <clears throat> I do think this year is particularly sad. I'm going back and looking through the list of the movies we've had in the past, and they're all kind of sad. Right, like <laughs> I think this just kind of a, a dramatic thing that the Oscars like to play on. But this year, like some of these movies were like excruciatingly sad. Like they like leaned into the sad a bit more than usual. Yeah. Right, <laughs> I would say the most uplifting movies, the two most uplifting movies on that Best Picture list, are one about a woman who, uh, spoiler alert, a woman who dies while getting revenge. Right, yeah. um, and, and a guy who finds peace with going deaf, like that. Those are, those are probably the, yeah. the two least yeah. sad movies this year. On yeah, that list. yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. This is, this is it's not awful. a fun. This is not a fun slate of movies. <laughs> you know, last year at least we had, you know, we had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to break things up. Little Women isn't really sad. I mean, it's got sad elements but it's i wouldn't call little women like a sad movie yeah. you know Jojo jo- jo- rabbit i wouldn't have called a sad movie it was sad obviously but it was yeah. comical it had funny parts to it right yeah yeah i you know i the irishman you know i i i don't think of it as this even if it's sad and dramatic i don't think of it as like a sad movie whereas like right. all these judas and the black messiah is incredibly sad mank is sad minari is yeah. really sad like they're all i i just i just i just felt exhausted after watching all these movies I even agree. borat too <laughs> Yeah. Too, yeah. Oh my god! Like through the le- through the the lens of you know the past four years, I feel like kind of was, I, had a sadness to it. It's it, it, it it's, it's very depressing. Can we talk? We're, we're not going to dive into the movies right now, I assume. But did you guys? Did we? I liked the original Borat. Did you like the original Borat? I remember liking the original Borat a lot. Yeah, it was fine. I liked the new one better. This one's fine. Or, or the first one was fine for me. It was there was a lot more of the the nude wrestling scene uh, than I needed in that first Borat, and so it's so, fair. It's very fair. Yeah, because the movie was what like an hour forty five minutes. That scene was an hour twelve. Yeah, like that's, it was a lot. And, it was a lot. And so it, it's all I remember from the first. One. <laughs> I was watching this one and I was just thinking like. Like, was this what the first one was? Like, I don't remember the. I remember liking the first one. It was sort of, yeah. I, I, the whole thing I was thinking about the entire time watching the second one was like in 2020. How can anyone do what he does and like and get away with it? Like without people being like, oh, you're you're Borat or you're like yeah. you're Sasha Baron Cohen or whatever. Like, yeah. well, there was a scene where like he was walking down the street and people were following him. Like, yeah, hey, there was. Yeah, <laughs> it's Borat. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's like how do you not get recognized? And I guess yeah, like, there's, like there's places that maybe don't, but I just I just don't understand. I it. just don't understand how Rudy Giuliani fell for it. I don't understand. Oh my God. I just, I don't get it. <laughs> I mean I mean it honestly <laughs> honestly I kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> after that last anyone is there no one on that... your staff, Rudy? <laughs> after that press conference at the uh, the lawn yeah. care place, I mean yeah I, I That's get it. That's what did yeah. it to me too. That's what did it to me too. <laughs> I know, like, he is... I, yeah. yeah. I might believe anything now. Yeah. <laughs> I, my favorite thing about that, and I'm sorry, we're not going to talk about po- politics, is the dude at the New Seasons um, lawn, lawn facility who answered that call and was like, I mean, sure. I mean, <laughs> sure. You well, can- we, we could do a press conference here. That's fine. <laughs> I got some boxes in the back. Like <laughs> that, guy, that guy got off the phone and immediately called his boss and was like, hey, boss. 
This is yeah. gonna sound really weird, but I just got a call <laughs> from the Trump campaign. <laughs> they're they're gonna pay us like eight grand. Like, I mean, well, that was that was the next question. Is like, how do they even price that out? Because like, obviously, they're not used to doing press conferences at their lawn care service. So like, do they? How do they even factor in what the cost would be? Oh my god! What's the equivalent in mulch bags? He's got the back of a neck, and he's like, "I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need a podium and a permit." Oh. I, need a yeah. I don't know, like twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah. Call it three grand. Let's just call it three grand. Rudy's like done. Yeah. <laughs> no questions. Jeez, oh, <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, let's see. Oh, I I will say this year, uh, diversity inclusion something. The Oscars. Uh, it's a topic every year. Oscars so white. Oscars so not women oscars so shitty uh it's you know it's uh i feel like it took a step this year we had um i think we had three women directors nominated which is uh the most ever and uh lots of lots of people of color throughout uh lots of first time nominees uh i i, I thought it was kind of i th- I think it, it took a step in diversity and inclusion i think that's good stuff what do you think uh mike yeah i agree i mean i um yeah definitely with the this with the women uh directing noms and and then also having uh asian representation and obviously a lot of mm-hmm. black representation as well that's been you know the oscars have been so white for a long time so it's it's kind of cool to see that it's finally seems like they're trying to change that um and it seems like they're more different stories are, are getting out now as opposed to before where it's just kind of the same recycled story over and over again you know um but it's very interesting it makes for good movie viewing i think yeah, and it was good to see a, a predominantly Asian casted film like Minari. Um, it, it was good to see it get two acting nominations because, like last yeah. year, Parasite was so good, right. and and there was some commentary about um, the Asian cast not getting any acting uh, yeah. nominations. It was good to see that um, on top of the the best director and best picture nomination it got. Dwayne, what do you think? Well, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Um. One of the things that I've always said on this show, one of my criticisms of the Oscars so white thing is that I don't necessarily think that it's an Oscars problem. I think it's it's a Hollywood problem. Mm-hmm. It's a problem with the people that mm-hmm. actually make the movies. And I think this year with COVID, what you've seen is different avenues of making movies, right? Like you don't see any of the big Hollywood studio films pushing through. Right. It's like mm-hmm. these films that are being made, like, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it's, it's, it's not like you're seeing like Warner Brothers isn't making a big movie full of black people or Asian people. Right. It's yeah. like it's these it's these smaller. And with COVID happening, it was an avenue for more of these movies to get made and for more of these movies to get out there. Right. So, like, I think that it's kind of a product of that. And then so I, I say that and then I'm going to talk out the other side of my mouth. And I'm going to say <laughs> that I don't see any of these movies that in a normal year wouldn't have gotten made, right? Like, I think that any of these movies yeah. probably still get made whether it was COVID or not. The question is just, would there have been, like, would there have been the inevitable Meryl Streep nomination? Like, you know, right? Like, she's going to do a movie every year and she's going to get nominated. And does she knock one of these people out of out of one of the Oscars, out of one of these nominations if she does her her movie? She didn't do it last year. So I don't know. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of I think it's kind of both. I think it's kind of a product of the year we had, and I do think it's a product of of, of some growth. Yeah, she did the prom. 
Although that didn't uh, that didn't get a nomination. Did you see but, that? Uh, I didn't. Uh, I, it looks fun. It looks like a fun movie. It looks but... awful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's a Netflix movie. Um, I okay. think it's Meryl Streep saves high school. I think is what yeah. it, oh, I wow. think is what it's about. That but, like right. a dangerous, like a like a oh, not not dangerous minds. What's the one with uh, Morgan Freeman from back in like the eighties? Oh no, it's 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 like a big musical. Oh, okay. It's a musical. It's prom. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. okay. The no, thing no. I remember from that movie was that I think that uh, um, that late the, the late high, late night host guy whose name I can't remember the one on CBS. He did a uh, he played like a a principal, but he was like flamboyantly gay, and people found that offensive that he was like playing up a <laughs> gay stereotype. No, I. I who did everybody find it offensive? I wonder. Was it- <laughs> It must be exhausting. Like, like I, I, I complain about uh, people who complain about cancel culture and people who complain about all that because I think it's all made up anyway. But, um, but it must be exhausting to 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 care about stuff like that. Like that must that must be really tiring yeah. to get up in the morning and have to find something else to to be mad about. Yeah. Like a movie like yeah. I bring up what I, to my point. Like a movie like One Night in Miami. Like that movie probably gets made in any other year. Does. Uh, does Leslie Odom get a nomination in every other year is my question. Like that movie probably, if, if, if it's a normal year and you have all your other, you have other supporting actors from movies that were bigger movies that were made, does he still get the nomination? I think that's kind of, kind of how I see, how I, how, how, how I would see it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe uh, not. I think it does. And that's a, and that's a good transition. Cause uh, that nominations for best supporting actor, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. From one night in Miami. The others are uh, Sasha Baron Cohen from the trial of the Chicago seven, uh, Daniel Kaluuya from Judas and the black Messiah, Lakeith Stanfield from Judas and the black Messiah, which we're going to talk about that interesting uh, situation. <laughs> and Paul Racy from sound of metal really stacked category. Uh, I think Leslie Odom probably does. Uh, the thing that I had a hard time with was picking one actor from one night in Miami. So uh, Mike, you said you didn't see that one right correct I didn't so know. i'm gonna so i'm gonna ask like Dwayne, just real quick was was leslie Odom, was he the right pick from one night in miami he played um sam cook so w- was he the right pick because all of them were pretty good yes i think he was in my in my opinion i thought he was he stood out as the best of the four okay and and in, in my opinion uh, uh that is me saying me not knowing a lot about jim brown <laughs> So I don't know if that guy did a good Jim Brown or not because I've I've only ever heard old Jim Brown, and so okay. so I don't know what young Jim Brown looked or sounded like. But this guy, I thought Leslie Odom nailed Sam Cooke. I thought he was fantastic. Okay. It's and it's it's hard to like. It, it's it's a thing we talk about every year with biopics about doing an impression versus playing a role. And I felt like I didn't mm-hmm. feel like he was doing an impression. I felt like the guy doing Ali was doing an impression of Ali. And I disagree with you completely, but that's okay. Do <laughs> <laughs> you thought so, Sam was doing an impression, or you thought the guy in Ali wasn't? No, I thought I thought Ali uh, Eli Gorey, I thought did the best job in that movie, and they were all good. They were all good in that movie. That's not that's not yeah, sliding. I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm not crapping, I'm not crapping on the on what's the I can't remember the actor's name, but I, I'm not denigrating him at all. Eli Gorey. Eli yeah. Gorey. I'm not trying to denigrate him. He was fine, but I just it, it felt impressiony to me. Yeah. So I, I want to just quickly um state my case. Okay. For, for for that not being an impression. Okay. So Muhammad Ali was a uh 
boom character, right? Like he yeah. was, he was, he was a character. So there was Muhammad Ali. There was, there was who he was as a person. And then there was the character he played. And I thought we saw both of those people in that movie. Fair. I thought he did a really good job. And so his impression was spot on because it was showing the Muhammad Ali as a character. And then I saw him tone it down at just the right times uh, throughout the movie to show Muhammad Ali as a person. And I, I thought he did that better than anyone outside of Will Smith, um, who I've seen do something. I think that's, a, that's actually really fair. That's correct. He did. That's actually really correct. I, I agree with that. So, um, so yeah, I, I, it was hard for me to pick somebody from that. I thought all of them were pretty deserving. I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was that, does it work as a movie for you? Cause I kind of thought it was a cool character study, yeah. but if I thought of it as a movie, I didn't like it. Does that make sense? I, I, I agree. I don't think it worked very well as a movie. It, that works better to me. That works better as a play. Okay. Yeah. Or, yeah. That would have made more sense to me. Yeah. It, 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 um, it, because nothing really happened. <laughs> right, like, yeah. it's just four guys sitting around. I brought up a movie to you. Um, uh, it was a movie Spike Lee directed back in I think the nineties. It was called uh, the story of the Hue- a Huey P. Newton story, and it felt very similar to this to me, where it was an interview with Huey P. Newton in prison, and it's just him talking for an hour and a half, and it's uh, it, it, yeah. it's a fantastic movie. It's really riveting and engaging, but it's not really a movie. Right, it's just more like a, a character study. It's like it's sure, it, yeah. So that this movie felt the same way to me. Like this, yeah. like eh, that, that's what I thought. Really, too. a movie. Um. So, uh, it, yeah. So it made sense to me that it didn't get a director nod or a picture nod because of that, because I I didn't think of it as a. And it made sense to get a supporting actor. I kind of liked that it got an adapted screenplay nod. I'll be okay if it wins that. I think that makes sense too. Um, Mike. Of these movies and of these um, nominations uh, that we saw in this category, uh, do you think do you think Paul Racy has a chance? <laughs> because yeah. I I want to talk a little bit about because I love that movie and I love yeah. Paul Racy, but yes. I feel like the star power outside of him makes it to where he's really just an also throw in. Do you do you think there's any chance that Paul Racy can can win this category? I mean, unless they just want to give it to him because he's he's the oldest and maybe <laughs> this might be his <laughs> one and only chance. Um, which is a horrible thing to say, um, but I don't know. I don't think so. In all seriousness, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, did you like Sound of Metal? I loved it. I, I loved it. It was, yeah. really it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and he was. Uh, great. I was he amazed. Was, he was great in it. I mean, that was that story was really just interesting to me. I just, I, I really, really enjoyed it. It was very sad, mm-hmm. but very, you know, powerful too. Yeah, it was sad, but it was somehow I don't know. It didn't feel as depressing as the other no. ones, even though yeah, it was sad. I, I don't think it. It was sad, obviously, but I don't think of it as a sad movie. Like I think it was inspirational in a way. I'll just yeah. Spoil, like, spoiler yeah. alert! Spoiler alert on Sound of Metal. It's one of the two movies on here that I would pick for best picture. I think that was a phenomenal movie. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Um, and I thought I thought Riz Ahmad was fantastic in it, yep. the, the actor. And I thought Paul Racy was really good in it too. Um, so, so Mike, uh, it, so we all liked Sound of Metal. Uh, I got to ask, Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, um, both nominated supporting actor Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. Is that the way you would have gone with this, or would you have picked one as a lead? Because it's hard to pick between the two of them. But I definitely thought of both of them more as leads than supporting. Yeah, it's interesting that they that they did the, did it this way. Um, I, I kind of agree with you there that I think it's, um, yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't. <laughs> it's weird. 
It's, yeah, um, it's, it's, who, go on, sorry. Who of those two, if you have to give it to one of those two, like, like who do you pick between those two? Oh, well, that for me is going to be Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I mean, I love Lakeith Stanfield, and I think he's he's definitely going to get an Oscar at some point very soon, I would think, because he's a fantastic actor. Everything I've seen him in, I've, I've absolutely loved. And he's he's a draw for me in any movie if he's in it. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's one of the reasons I'm going to go see it. Um, but Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya was just, I mean, his like the way he portrayed the um, Hampton, just like the the cadence of speech and intensity, like when you see actual like you know video of him speaking um, or you know recordings of him speaking was just was awesome. Nailed it. Yeah, he, he was. I I agree. He was incredible. I I don't know about you guys. I could watch Daniel Kaluuya do anything. I could watch him do the dishes and just yeah. be captivated. I'd be like, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in on this. Uh, Dwayne, what did you think of Judas and the Black Messiah and the 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 you know the performances by both those guys? Well, I thought Lakeith Stanfield clearly was the the lead actor. I, I th- okay. I thought that the story was ostensibly about him. Mm-hmm. I so. Him, seeing him as a supporting actor, I think, is weird. Um, I I liked the movie. I did not mm-hmm. love the movie. Um, it's a it's a weird thing for me. I um, I have a weird thing with civil rights movies, and specifically with movies about the Black Panthers, where mm-hmm. there's a a lack of nuance in movies like this. Like where there's there's a there's there's a desire, you can see it in almost every movie. There's a desire to kind of clean up what the Panthers were, and it, mm-hmm. it comes through. Like Fred Hampton was a great man. Fred Hampton was not a perfect man, right? Okay, like mm-hmm. like he was a very flawed person, right? This is, it, it's kind of another thing I had uh, about the movie. Um, uh, what was the movie? The Trials of Chicago Seven. Yeah, he was like. Flawed people, it's okay to to portray them as flawed and still have them be sympathetic, right? Yeah. And the Panthers are, are listen, they said some wild stuff, okay? Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just be honest about it. <laughs> there was some wild stuff going on with Fred Hampton. And movies like that, I, I feel like the movie went out of its way to make it seem like, like, you see this in every movie about the Panthers. They talk about the free breakfast program. That was a very small thing that the Panthers did. Like it, it was a good thing, of course, but every movie brings that in as a way. It it kind of, to me, it feels like a slap in the face to as, as a way to try to you know, brace the or kind of like put up a shield to the audience that may not want to actually talk about what they were actually talking about. And be like, hey, they were doing good stuff. They were giving kids breakfast, so they weren't all bad. You know what I mean? It 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 feels weird to me. And the whole time I'm watching that movie, it felt to me as though, like, what are you trying to make me think about what happened? Right? It's like as opposed to just showing me what actually happened. It felt if movies like that always feel weird to me. It's why I didn't want to watch Selma. It's because yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like I like I don't want to go. I know what this is gonna be, and it's gonna make me feel weird. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I, I mean, supporting actor—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a good category. Any snubs? Um, and once again, I—a snub is—is is someone who you would take someone out to put someone in. That's the—that's yeah. You got to take someone out if you're going to put somebody in. Any snubs, Mike? I—I I, I gotta say at the start. I don't really have any snubs. I don't think for any of these categories. This entire entire podcast. So I just didn't see. I feel like I didn't see enough <laughs> stuff this year to really have a good. A good strong opinion on anything. Um, okay. You know, aside from what's in this list, I mean, honestly, 
uh you know that's any shout outs just guys that not necessarily snubs but just guys that you you thought were really great um in you know this year that you would have liked to see but you can't necessarily justify taking someone off for him honestly i'm like my mind's just going blank all i can think about is king kong and godzilla because i saw that yes can we put can (laughs) we can we get godzilla in there does that count for 20 yeah okay I thought Godzilla did a really good job. It did. I thought it was a nuance. It was a nuanced, uh, you know, thing when he took on Kong, you know, and when they teamed up, I thought, yeah. And that look he gave him at the end when he before he walked away was just like, right? Yeah, it's a tearjerk. Yeah, you know, it's (laughs) I was in tears. (laughs) Twain, any snubs? Um, I don't think so. Um, I feel like there were several of people from the Trial of Chicago Seven that could have gotten a supporting actor nod, but um, sure. They went Mark with, Rylance, I thought. Yeah, there, several of those guys I thought were really great. But they mm-hmm. went Sasha Barry Cohen, and that's fine. I, that um, I'm not gonna really go out of go go on there. Um, no, not really. Okay. We're gonna talk. We're gonna get to my Rainey's Black Bottom in a minute, and uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel like there was a couple of guys in the in the band that I thought all of those guys I thought were great in that movie. All those guys oh, were yeah. great. And yeah, I feel like all of those guys could have gotten noms. So. But yeah, it's only five spots. Yeah, Colbin Domingo, I I loved in that um in 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 my Rennie's back buddy. I'm gonna kick out. Uh, this is you guys are gonna laugh at me, but I'm gonna kick out uh, Lakeith Stanfield, and I'm gonna put him in Best Actor, and Fair. we'll get to who he replaces here in a little bit. I've, and I'm, I'm completely I'm on board in, with that. <laughs> uh, and then I'm gonna put in Colin Farrell from The Gentleman because yeah, because because that that performance is perfect and and I say what you will about Guy Ritchie and Guy Ritchie I, I I understand anyone who doesn't like Guy Ritchie movies The Gentleman is not a great movie it's fine I enjoyed it uh, but Colin Farrell and Hugh Grant are both phenomenal in Hard that movie disagree. and make that movie worth watching Hard disagree so, that's a fantastic yo? movie that's a fantastic movie <laughs> that movie is great <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. But I'm not going to argue that it's a good movie. <laughs> it's flawless. Did you see The Gentleman, Mike? I did not get to see it, no. Watch uh, that. I, I, know, I know you've liked Guy Ritchie in the past. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, Hugh Grant, Colin, Colin Farrell plays such a caricature. Like, it's a very outlandish character. Yeah. But I, I, I never I never not enjoy Colin Farrell when he's a supporting actor. He's just always good. Yeah. So... Uh, so that's what I'm going to do. And then I would give Colin Farrell the award because you know what? <laughs> Screw everybody. That's it. This is 2020. <laughs> I love it. Since we're doing that, I want to give it, uh, I wanna give, that, give it to uh, Glenn Terman from, from uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Let's give yeah. it to him. Let's get him an Oscar. Let's do it. Do it. Do no. it. Uh, get him that Oscar. I like it. Um, no, Daniel Kaluuya yeah. is going to win that award. <laughs> Should win Will. Oh, sorry. Yeah, should win, will win. I, I, I'm going to say Daniel Kulia should and will. That, I agree. That's what I'm going to say. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, and and good for him. I, I, he's definitely one of those guys that I will go see anything just because he's in it. Uh, Widows. He was phenomenal. Yeah, even though was another movie that. that's meh. Oh yeah. He was great in that. Yeah. Every time he was on screen, I was captivated. So, uh, let's go to supporting actress. We've got uh Maria Baklova from Borat, subsequent movie film, who was very good. We've got Glenn Close from the um, abomination that was Hillbilly Elegy. Oh my God. Uh, we have Olivia Coleman from The Father, Amanda Seyfried from Mank, and Yu Jung Yaon from um, Minari. So this is a pretty strong group, even though the movies weren't necessarily my favorite movies on this list. I thought everybody in it was pretty deserving. Uh, I wanted to say, will this finally be an Oscar year for Glenn Close? Will this be her career Oscar after she's been nominated 10 million times? What do you think, Mike? Uh, 
I did not see hillbilly, hillbilly elegy, so I don't really have a good comment on that. But uh, maybe <laughs> you didn't miss anything. That movie was yeah. terrible. I don't think was... I realized she's never won an Oscar. No, she's been nominated five hundred and sixty-three yeah, thousand like, times. I feel like just based on that alone, she's just had of accidentally gotten one by now. Right? Like they just opened up the wrong envelope or something, and her name's in there. It's like <laughs> that's incredible. I really didn't. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, she hasn't she hasn't won one yet. Um, she's very good in that movie, Mike, and probably almost makes it worth watching that terrible movie. It doesn't. The movie's bad. I've, like heard it's, of, I've heard there's like people from Appalachia that had problems with it. I think or something. Yeah, well, it's it's so basically the author of that book, and I haven't read the book. I just saw the movie, but um, you know, my I have dear friends who have read the book. They basically, it it seems like the author is saying, "Look how great I am, despite coming from such a garbage place around garbage people." Right. And it and it really comes off that way when you watch the movie, and the like the main character you're supposed to sympathize with, you're kind of rooting against him because he (laughs) seems like such a douche. Yeah. Um. But the uh, you know Glenn Close plays his grandma legitimately very good performance okay. like legitimately you know transforms herself and 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 does a really really good job um, yeah I, I I don't know uh, I, I I'd like to see her win one just because she's been so good for so long uh, Borat though Borat surprise contender or or were you kind of expecting it Mike I was not expecting that at all I usually don't expect I mean I didn't expect Borat for anything in in this uh, Oscars mm-hmm. but. It's interesting. I mean, she was definitely, she was fantastic oh. in, in Borat. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely one of the highlights of that movie, but it, mm-hmm. it feels like a kind of a weird, feels like kind of a weird person to put in that. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't really get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought so too. I mean, she, she, she's good, but yeah. yeah, it doesn't feel like an Oscar movie. Dwayne, what did you think of Borat? We're going to get back to Borat in a second, but I got to go back. Supporting actor, okay. we left out the very obvious omission of Delroy Lindo for The Five Bloods. He should have been nominated. Oh, I have him as an actor. Oh, lead actor. Oh, I would have called yeah. him supporting. But okay, fair enough. But that's fine. Okay. That's fine. I'm good with that, too. Okay. So. We just got to make sure Delroy gets love. <laughs> that's it. Just want to make sure he gets love. Um, yeah, I don't know why Borat was nominated. There's got to be another supporting actor's role we could have given this spot. Come on. Like, I mean... <laughs> She was fine, but come on, guys. <laughs> There's got to be another one. Yeah, <laughs> I think Elizabeth Debicki from Tenet. Elizabeth Debicki was fantastic yeah, in go. Tenet. She's a great actress. I would have. Yeah, that, that would have been she good. Had to, she, had to, she had to move backwards and stuff. So that's. Yeah, yeah right. of... <laughs> she had to move backwards. <laughs> she did. Look, you try moonwalking yeah. through a feature through through a Christopher Nolan film. <laughs> you try doing that. Exactly. That's got to be brutal. <laughs> Um, and I want to give a little love for Journey Smollett. Um, oh, what's her last name? Journey Smollett Bell from Birds of Prey. Like she played um, the, yeah. the the what what's her name? The the canary, the the golden I, I can't canary her or name, whatever. But I know you're, uh, yeah, I don't remember what her yeah. character's name is. But golden yeah. canary. Did you see Birds of Prey, Mike? I, I think I yeah I did actually because we had a friend that recommended it, and uh, the only way to watch it was to buy it on Amazon, and then we both my wife and I both hated it. <laughs> Oh, you hated it! I, like it. I, we, love yeah. I like that movie. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was fun. I, 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 I like like all of our friends liked it a lot, and I just like maybe we watched it in the wrong mindset or something, or I don't know why, but we just both both of us were just like, oh, we can't wait till this is over. <laughs> I mean, it's a DC is, movie, and, yeah. and that's not a great track record, so I think you're probably justified in disliking yeah. it. But I liked. It. I but thought I mean, it was fun. I, I own it, so I can watch it whenever I want. So. Oh. I thought it was really unique. <laughs> you can watch it. 
I thought it was really unique that they found a way to have one of the most sexualized comic book characters in the history of comic books in Harley Quinn mm-hmm. and one of the most attractive actresses in the history of acting in Margot Robbie. <laughs> yeah. And somehow managed to not over sexualize Margot Robbie in that role. Yeah, I thought that was very point. interesting. It's very, very good. Point. Very, so. yeah, very good. <laughs> Uh, here's my here's my snub, and here's who I want to I want to take out the Borat. Get that out of here, and let's get it out of here. Let's put in Dominique Fishback, play Deborah Johnson yeah. in uh in, uh, uh Judas and the Last Messiah. Let's get her Black Messiah. Sorry, get her in there, and oh, I, yeah. I, I, I never forgive the Oscars for making me watch that Borat movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's see here. I, I, I went all over the place, and I'm so sorry for doing this. Um, so you've got your snubs. Uh, Mike, tell us about Mank. What did you think of Mank and Amanda Seyfried in general and just that as a film? Uh, I didn't didn't love Mank either, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it was fine. I'm sensing and, a fame. That was... Well, <laughs> The thing being is that I don't think we loved any of these movies. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, yeah, there's not. There's not a lot. There wasn't a lot. To, I mean, there was. There was ones that were great, but this was. Yes, not there one were. I didn't think it was. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know, like a movie just about Hollywood and just kind of. Uh, usually, I actually like that sort of thing, but it just didn't didn't yeah. appeal to me for whatever reason. Um, and the, the actors were great in it. I didn't have any problem with either uh, Man of Seafreight or or uh, Gary Oldman. So I don't. I don't know what it was about it that just didn't just didn't work for me. I you know I'm with you, and it's weird because if you if you were to like play Mad Libs and create a movie mm-hmm. that would be the movie that I would love, like you'd be like, okay, David Fincher's directing, and Gary Oldman is in it, and it's about old Hollywood, and it's yeah. you know it like all those factors. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, and I was so excited to watch it, and I was like, this movie's so boring, it's so boring, <laughs> oh my god, and it. And it really insists upon itself, like yes. seriously, which is a phrase that I first heard from Mike Boss, and <laughs> I, I now use it regularly. It's my favorite way to describe something. I got that from Family um, Guy. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, the sage advice from Peter Griffin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Amanda Seyfried, she was good. You know, I don't have a problem with her being in there. Are you good with her as a nomination, Mike? I'm fine with it. I don't have, like I said, I don't, I don't, I didn't yeah. see enough this year. I just don't have strong opinions on stuff. It's really, I feel like I'm kind of just like a bump on a log over here, just kind of going through the motions in a way. I, I just like, I just the way this year was, it's just, and not seeing movies in the theater too. It's just, like I said, it just felt weird for me. No, um, your, your take on Meg is the correct one. Yeah. um so and uh let's see uh, other nominees that we uh didn't get a chance let's see here um minari i want to talk about minari later but she was she was really good i i i loved her in minari that was yeah yeah that was fantastic she was fantastic yeah, she was the only re- she was the only thing that well, I don't know. I, I mean Stephen Young was really good. I didn't really like Minari. Um, I didn't either. I didn't, I, I didn't hate it, but I, I just kinda I kinda nothinged it, but she yeah. was very good. I feel she like very, very I feel good. like I missed something with Minari. A lot of people love that movie, and I, it, it from what I can tell it's getting some you know, pretty legitimate buzz as, as best picture. Yeah. And I just didn't it didn't do that for me. I thought she was great in that movie, but it didn't do that for me. Uh, well, let's do this. Let's have the Minari talk. But what do you like it. about we'll Minari? Save we'll save it. Okay. Oh, you, right. said, oh, you, oh, you said you want to do it now. Oh, yeah, we can yeah, do it now. I said we can do it. Let's do All it. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so, Mike, what your thoughts on Minari? Well, I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I love I love Stephen Young. Um, I really only think it's, I've, really, I've really only ever seen him in The Walking Dead, which I have not watched in years. But he was fantastic in that show. But um, but I just thought it was the idea that it was this very like American story of this like American dream sort of thing that you know I think everyone can still kind of really relate to, and the fact that it was all of those things, and then it being a you know Asian American family basically going through that just. I think resonated with me, I think with, I don't know if it was have, having to do with some of the, um, you know, AAPI violence that's been going on in the past year. Maybe that had some, had kind of been in my head a little bit thinking about it and kind of made it more of a soft spot for me. But um, I just thought that that was a really cool, interesting story to me to tell um, just this family's kind of struggle and, and kind of going through there and seeing them kind of ride this high. And then obviously, you know, what happens at the end and everything. I, I, I don't know. I just, it just worked for me. Um, and then Yun was just fantastic as the, as the grandmother, um, just her relationship with the, with the grandson was so, I mean, it was something like that usually would be almost like too saccharine sweet for me in a movie, but it was just, it, it felt so real at the same time. Like it didn't feel like it was like playing characters and trying to be like this, like real sweet thing. It like felt real, like legit. Um, and just, just like a real connection like that. They had really good um, chemistry, the two, the two of them. I, I, I agree on all that. It was good. I just didn't enjoy watching it. And I think that's, that's <laughs> I think that's, I think I was just sad the whole time, but, but Steven Young's uh, fantastic. You're absolutely right. Watch burning. If you haven't seen burning, okay. um, it came out, I don't know, two, three years ago. Steven Young's phenomenal that like, it's, it's criminal that he didn't get noticed for that movie. Cause mm-hmm. that movie's fantastic. Um, Minari. I, I just, I just didn't understand why the story was something that we got. I like the framing that you put on it, though. Um, the this is the Amer- this is kind of an American dream in like a a non traditional sense and kind of through a non traditional lens. I like that frame on it. Um, I think I just didn't want to be sad. I think that's yeah, it. The that's movie fair. just made me sad. <laughs> it was like so somebody somebody. It was basically a spoiler order, but basically he uprooted his family to take a big risk and then failed. And I'm like. Well, that was, well, that was really sad. (laughs) (laughs) But that happens all the time. I mean, that's, you know, it's a very true, I mean, obviously it's, you know that, but it's, yeah, it's, and it is sad, but it's just, it's it's such a true story of America, you know, that's the way, because we love our heroes in this country, you know, and it's like, Mm -hmm. you always hear these stories and it's always, you know, these people that go out and do something, take this big risk and do all this and it works out great for them, you know, and it's like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen that way. You know, like yeah. nine times out of ten, it's this is what happens. You 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 take a risk and you fucking fail. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You know, um, just that's the na- the nature of life. Um, but you're I, right. It's sad to watch. <laughs> I, I I don't know why what you just said there and ended with um, most people fail, and I yet somehow found what you said uplifting and and. But it's and, true. Um, it's a beauty in that. Somehow what you said was yeah. comforting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it. Well, it, it it's sort of like you know, I mean. Uh, we're not superhuman people, you know, we have these stories of all these folk heroes and stuff. And that's not, that's not who we are at the end of the day. I mean, we're, we're just people trying to get by. Interesting. You know? Interesting. Um, we'll talk about the father later. Uh, should will for me, I'm going to say Glenn Close should and will. That's what I'm going to say. Mike. Uh, I'm sticking with, uh, with, uh, Yoo Jung Yoon. Okay. Dwayne. Um, I want to say something about Minari. Okay. And by saying something about Minari, I'm going to say nothing. I'm going to abstain from the Minari discussion. <laughs> Minari for me is like, 
I just came up with this analogy, which makes sense in my brain, but may make sense to no one else. It's like <laughs> she's that movie is like Billie Eilish to me. Where <laughs> there are a lot of people that really, really love Billie Eilish. And I'm sure Billie Eilish is very, very, very good at what she does for her audience, but it's not for me. And that's mm-hmm. how I feel about that movie. Like I that is a very well done movie. It, Mank is kind of the same way too. For the audience that that movie is intended for, I'm sure that movie is great. It just did not connect with me, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Every movie ain't got to be for me. <laughs> like, I think that's, that's fair. That's, that's fine. That, that's a good. That's a good analogy. I. I yeah. Um, should uh, or will I think uh, uh, Yu Jung will win? Should I'm going to okay. go Olivia Coleman? We're going to get to my father takes in a few minutes. I think, okay. All right. I think Olivia Coleman should win. She's the first name I would throw out of this category, but we'll get to that. (laughs) I love this. So let's go to actor. Uh, Riz Ahmed from uh, Sound of Metal is nominated. Chadwick Chadwick Boseman from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Anthony Hopkins, The Father. Gary Oldman, Mank, and Stephen Young, Minari. We've kind of talked about all of these except The Father. We'll get into The Father here in a minute. Uh, But I do want to say, is there any way, Dwayne, that Chadwick Boseman doesn't win this? And is it deserved? (laughs) <laughs> no, Chad 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 Bozeman's winning the Oscar. Should and will. Um, yeah. We could talk about Ma Rainey's Black Bottom a bit. I think I liked it a little more than you did, but I still didn't love it. Um, yeah. I thought his performance in it was gr- good, a good performance. Um, but just again, something about that movie just didn't fully fully clicked to Oscar worthy to me. It, it seemed like a really good movie, but just didn't connect all the way to Oscar to Oscar level for me. You know what my biggest criticism about the about the movie The Father was? Is that the character's name was Anthony. And it threw me off the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> because it's Anthony Hopkins playing a character. You guys could have named him anything else. Like, why did you name him Gary, Dave, anything? Why did you name him Anthony? It's... <laughs> Confused me the entire movie. I think they just looked at Anthony Hopkins and they were like, "You, you can't. You're just an animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all you are. We can't call you Hannibal. Yeah. So let's just. It's gonna be Anthony. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Anthony Hopkins comes into your home and says, "Hi, I'm Gary." You would, you would throw him out. Yeah. You'd be like, "You liar." Your, your, your name, name is not here, Anthony. You're Anthony. <laughs> um, I said I will say this. Chad Bozeman should win. Chad Bozeman will win. Uh, but man, Riz Ahmed in The Sound of Metal was so yeah. good. Oh my God, he was so good. Yeah. I, I, it's going to be Chad Bozeman, but man. <laughs> yeah, that's the argument for me too. Is is and they're all they're all great performances. I'm not taking anything away from. I yeah. this is the category I'm gonna put, I'm gonna yank Anthony Hopkins because uh just because I didn't like that movie and uh put in Lakeith Stanfield. That's my my snub, but. Um, You're taking out but th- Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, he's been there around the block. He's been there. It's fine. He's got Oscars. He's painting in this- Wales. He's fine. Yeah, he's <laughs> fine. He's good. He's painting in Wales. He's good. I don't need him. And I don't need the father really as a movie or as anything that exists. I don't need it in my life. And I want all of them gone from this. Slate. Um <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, like, like, like Riz Ahmed is the the one that you want to give it to. Like, I, I, I'm like, he was so good. Yeah. Like, it's really hard. But, um, but yeah, hard to argue too much with Chadwick Boseman. He was good in it. He was 
chewing scenery in that. Like he he was really good. Uh, the movie doesn't work. Yeah, the movie doesn't work for me. I enjoyed all the Ma Rainey scenes, and I found the other scenes kind of excruciating to watch. Just, uh, but I have a hard time with movies that are just people arguing the whole time. And that, yeah, I mean, fair. that was that movie. That movie was it was it was uh, you know Ma Rainey being Ma Rainey, and then people arguing and back and forth, and that was it. So, um, so I didn't like. What did you think of Ma Rainey, Mike? I I liked it a lot. Um, it it worked for me as a film. It felt like a play, obviously, which makes sense, but. Uh, I, I think the things you didn't like about it are probably things I did like about it. Just people in a room, just kind of arguing. <laughs> um, I think those are good. Those are good acting movies, but it, it well, doesn't make a good like narrative movie correct, again. Correct. Right? Like if you have, if you have good actors in that movie, which, which they did, it freaking works. Like, and it worked really well in this. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Chadwick, I, I, I do agree. He, he shouldn't, he shouldn't will win it. Um, and it's very deserved. Uh, yeah. It was just like his performance was just, I mean, it was powerful and it was, I, I think, I don't know if part of that was just, I could, you could see how kind of like, I, I, I hated thinking this, but I had this thought, like you could see how, like how sick he might, he, he looked, you know, like yeah. probably yeah. off scene. Like, like, like if, like, I feel like the second that they stopped filming, he was just sitting down and just like drinking yeah. a glass of water. Like, I mean, it was, yeah. so that might've added to it for me a little bit, yeah. but it was, it was, I, but he was so good. Um, And then so good. that little, that doorway and that little tiny room he finally broke into, what what were you what were you guys take on that? Because I, I I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, the symbolism of that. Of yeah, that yeah. He he wants to escape so much from everything that's happening in his yeah. life. He wants to escape from his past, from his present, from everything. And there's this door that he's just dying to get into. And when he finally gets into it, it's nothing. Like there yeah. is no there is no escape. Like this is just who you are and what your life is. Um, yeah, and the, yeah, the, the, the whole time I was just like, when he finally got in that 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 room, it's like, oh okay, this is not going to end well for him. Like at all this, this, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen, but I was, I, did, I knew that, you know, things were going to go his way. Um, so Brendan, you also mentioned Delroy Lindo for best actor. Who else would you take out of this? To, to, if you oh yeah. To uh, let, let's not Gary Oldman out. Same yeah. reason as Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> he's been there. He's got an Oscar. He's fine. He'll be all right. <laughs> Mank for me was just I just I just I, I couldn't follow it again. Another movie I'm on my phone half throughout the half of the movie. It's just okay, fine. Again, I'm sure someone loves that movie. It's not a bad movie, but it just again, not for me. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I I'm also gonna give you my um my my names of, of people I want in this category, but obviously wasn't ever gonna be the case. Um I want John David Washington in here for Tenet. Because that was a hard role to play, mm-hmm. and he played it well. I want uh, I I want Kubail Nanjiani in here for the Lovebirds because uh, he had that movie was very underrated, and I enjoyed that movie. I want Andy Samberg to win this or to win a special award <laughs> oh, for giving I us Palm about, Springs. I forgot about that movie. Yeah, I never saw Palm Springs. Oh, that Palm was Springs. really good was the best movie from two. It was the movie we all needed in 2020. Dude, it was, yeah, we did. And this is what 2020 did to us. We saw a movie about someone stuck in time and we said, that sounds so nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, and shout out to Pete Davidson for a great performance in a movie. I didn't want to see about somebody I wasn't interested in. Uh, it was. A, oh I enjoyed the movie. See, King of Staten here Island. Here we go. They're, they're, again, like movies that I totally forgot I saw in 2020 <laughs> because it was such a freaking black hole of just everything. <laughs> it was. You know? It was. It was a black hole of everything. I loved that movie. I did too. Had no. 
had no interest in it. I don't usually think Pete Davidson is funny or entertaining. Uh, movie was great. He was great in it. Bill I Burr like, was great in it. I like Pete Davidson and I like Bill Burr. Um, so I was I was excited and I, and the semi autobiographical semi autobiographical nature of it was uh was interesting to me too. But yeah, I I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, good stuff all around. Uh, any uh any snubs for you, Mike? I don't think so. I think I think like we talked about him. Um, um, this is Chadwick Boseman's oscar to get yeah seems like it uh Dwayne? uh no snubs if we're if we're gonna do delroy lindo then i'd put delroy lindo in here over gary oldman i would leave anthony hopkins okay. in man i like the father a lot more than you did that's how i got guttural reaction we'll get to that when we talk picture let's go to actress uh oh uh yeah we we all should wield um chadwick boseman so yes uh actress viola davis for ma rainey's black bottom who should be sporting actress but that's fine uh andre day for the united states versus billy holiday who's pretty much cleaning up all the other awards uh vanessa kirby pieces of a woman Francis McDormand, Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. Uh, this is a, I, to me, this is the strongest category. Like, I could make a really good argument for every single person in this category. Uh, Andre Day, though, won the Golden Globe, uh, did a great job in a movie that that I don't think any of us liked very much. Uh, Mike, do you think Andre Day should be fig- should be considered the favorite here? And what did you think about the United States versus Billy Holiday? Uh as I said, I think I said at the top already that I didn't really care for this movie. Um, yeah, it just felt the dialogue in this movie kind of felt like kind of made for TV or something. There's something about the way it was. I don't know. It was just cheesy and heavy handed at times. And I, I just, it kind of took me out of it. Um, especially with the characters as potentially enthralling as Billy holiday, uh, to be mm-hmm. as the, uh, to be talking about. Uh, but Andre day was, I mean, she was awesome in it. Um, mm-hmm. just amazing. Uh, that was probably the the only reason I finished watching the movie instead of just turning it off and you know giving up on it um, was just to to keep watching her. Um, I think it's I think she's got a strong a strong chance to to take this one. Um, as does Francis McDormand from Nomadland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dwayne, what, your thoughts on uh, the United States versus Billie Holiday, and do you think Andre Day is the favorite? Well, there's a couple things. One, I did not realize until I was watching this movie that this is Andre Day. Like, Andre Day oh, okay. is a singer. She's like a, an R&B singer who I Yeah, great loved. singer. I didn't realize. I was like, oh, this is this is Andre Day. And I was like, is that Andre Day? I was like, oh, it didn't connect to me. That's who that was. Incredible. I didn't know she could act. <laughs> she was incredible. Um mm-hmm. Uh, that said, you know what I learned watching this movie? That I don't really know anything about Billie Holiday. Like, I yeah. nev- never heard of this song. <laughs> I was like, it, 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 it struck to me as like, yeah, it's like, I don't I, know anything about her I, life. Like, I didn't know she was a drug addict. I didn't know she died the way yeah. she did. I didn't know any of that about Billie Holiday. <laughs> I, I knew she was a drug addict and died young. Um, Strange Fruit, I don't think that's a Billie Holiday like, I don't think she wrote that song. I think that's ah. just a famous song, and I think she she elevated it, but, ah, um, okay. but I don't think she... I might be wrong, but I don't think she wrote Strange Fruit. That's a pretty... Okay. I think it's a pretty famous song that a lot of people say. Okay, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd never heard of that song before this movie. Uh, I'm with you guys. I didn't particularly enjoy it. I wanted yeah. to like that movie a lot. I thought, like, this is going to be a really, really good movie, and I thought Audrey Day was fine at it. I'm okay with the nomination, but I didn't enjoy the mm-hmm. movie. I would, For me, she's not in the running for for the award. I, I, I wouldn't give it to her. 
Oh, okay. Who would you give it to out of this group? <sighs> it's, 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 I mean, it, it has to be Viola Davis. It just has to be. It has to be. If, 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 it's, not Viola, <laughs> if it's not Viola Davis, then it's got to be Francis McDormand. And I don't want to give it to Francis McDormand. <laughs> They're they're all deserving. I like all that. Viola Davis, she was really good at it. She just wasn't in it very much. She wasn't the, the problem is she wasn't the actress. She she should have been supporting. That's the problem. Yeah, the the movie never yeah. felt like it was about her. It never was. Always felt like yeah. yeah. And so she seemed like a character actor in the movie. That's what she seemed like to me. And did a good job. But I want I want my best actress to be a you know, at least the main part of the movie. That's what I want. Yeah. So um Who would you give it but, to? But uh, I, well, I would give it to Carrie Mulligan because I love that movie and I thought she was perfect in it. Promising Young Woman, I thought was a great movie. I thought Carrie Mulligan was fantastic in it. Uh, you could talk me into Vanessa Kirby or Francis McDormand. Andre Day will, uh, Andre Day will probably win it and I'm fine with that. Um, Francis McDormand, Mike, will they get, w- would they give her a third Oscar? It's hard to imagine no, g- be, them, them being like, because it's a strong group. Like, if yeah. it was a weak group, I'd be like, sure, but it's a strong group. Do you think they'd give her a third Oscar, even if she kind of deserves it? Uh, I mean, I could easily see her getting a third Oscar for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, because she was deserving of it, but it's, it's like you said, it is a strong kind of category. It's kind of a hard category because there's, there's a lot of other really good options in it. Um, I, I do agree with you on Carrie Mulligan as well. I really enjoyed Promising Young Woman and her, her in that movie was fantastic. Um, but, and I think I agree with you on the Viola Davis and Ma Rainey's. I, I don't think she's a strong, a strong candidate for at least not for actress, you know, for for this category. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's tough to say. Yeah, and I'll I'll speak to Vanessa Kirby real quick. Did a great job in Pieces of a Woman. Don't watch Pieces of a Woman. That movie's awful. <laughs> that movie's awful. It's so it's so depressing. It's hard to watch. It's I I watch. I watched Pieces of a Woman the way, like, a little kid watches Poltergeist, right? Like, I watched it with, like, covers up over my eyes, just like, going, oh, gosh, why am I doing this to myself? It's awful. I had nightmares. That movie's terrible. The movie's terrible. There's a lot of Shia LaBeouf in it. Like, it just, yeah. I, it, yeah. Just, Vanessa Kirby, uh, she deserves it if she wins it. But I, I'm mad at her for making me watch this movie. That's what <laughs> Um, so, uh, Mike, what do we think about Nomadland in general, like as a movie, like it was, uh, you know, very different kind of movie, I think for, for yeah, in general, you know, directed by Chloe Zhao, who did a great job, um, in it, the cinematography is beautiful. It's a, a story that I think was unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's written after a book. What did you think of that film? It really felt to me like watching kind of like a, um, almost like a documentary without any kind of narration. Like it just kind of felt mm. like. You know, like these people were there doing this anyways, and she was just pointing the camera and watching them and watching their lives just unfold before us. It was, it felt like, yeah, it felt like a documentary to me in that, in that way. Um, just really interesting. And I agree the cinematography, the, the landscape was gorgeous. The, the sort of bleakness and sadness of it all as well. And like juxtaposed, mm-hmm. obviously with, uh, Frances McDormand trying to like, eke out an existence for herself and, and make this work for herself, this kind of thing that she wanted to do. Um, I don't know. It was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like Nomadland, Dwayne? I did like Nomadland. I liked it a lot. Yeah. 
Um, Me too. I it, it was a movie I didn't want to watch and thoroughly enjoyed. I agree. So, I didn't want to yeah. watch it either, <laughs> but I thought it was really good. <laughs> uh, any snubs for for you, Dwayne? Um, not really a snub because I wouldn't put it. I would not want this person nominated, and I don't think they would have won if they had. But uh, Roseman Pike won the Golden Globe for I Care a Lot yeah. and was not nominated mm-hmm. for the Oscar. I think that's interesting. And I watched that movie, and that movie, I don't think I've ever hated a character more than I hated Roseman Pike in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Did you see I Care a Lot, Mike? I did not. No. It's on Netflix, and it is. I have never watched a movie where the whole movie I've been going, boy, I hope this lady gets it. Like, I hope <laughs> she did. I hope everything terrible happens to her. I right? would recommend yeah. watching it. I would recommend it. Yeah, it's okay. a good yeah, yeah. movie. Oh, wow. um, yeah. I'm just reading about it. I would, I would pull out Maria Baklova, put Viola Davis in supporting, and put Rosamund Pike in actress. That's what I would do. Right. You would put her. So. I, 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 she was good, but man, I just, I can't get past how much I anyone hated her. that can make me hate them that much, man. <laughs> that was my argument with Fences with Denzel Washington. People are like, I, I always say, I always say Denzel Washington in Fences is the best performance i've seen from denzel washington because i love denzel washington and i hated him in that movie <laughs> i hated that dude so same thing here man rosamund pike i mean to make me like 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 i might i might hate her as a person yeah, now you're gonna see her in the next like, movie and you're gonna be like Ugh. yeah be like i hope i hope she steps on a nail like that's that it's weird it's weird it. gone girl didn't do that for you because she was awful in gone girl <laughs> I think she was sympathetic in Gone Girl, though. Yeah. And th- 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 she's yeah. not sympathetic in this movie at There's all. Nothing sympathetic about her in this movie at all. I gotta see it. She's just evil, man. <laughs> you should watch yeah, it. It's good, man. You should yeah, watch yeah, it. It's it's really good. Um, so should Will, um, I, I'm going to say uh, Carrie Mulligan should win. I'm going to say Andre Day wins. So what do you think, Mike? Should Will? Hmm. Oh, boy. Um... Oh, God. I guess Andre Day, uh, Francis uh, Francis McDormand should win. Andre Day's going to win. Okay, All Dwayne. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go. Will win. Carrie Mulligan. <gasps> wow. I hope so. I hope you're right. That would make my heart just 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 be fluttery. <laughs> should should win. I will go Frances McDormand. I think Frances McDormand is probably the best role. I just don't think she, she was great. I don't think she, I mean, she's got two already. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's kick her out. Kick her out. I don't care that she deserves it. I don't care that she completely deserves the award this time. <laughs> um, so director, uh, Thomas Vinterberg for another round, which was um, a surprise nomination, but they always kind of do that. They'll throw one movie out there that, um, that's uh, kind of flying under the radar. David Fincher from Mank, Lee Isaac Chung from uh, Minari, Chloe Zhao from Nomadland, and uh, Emerald Fennel from Promising Young Woman. Um, what did we think of another round? I know Dwayne didn't see it. Did you yeah. see another round, Mike? I did, yeah. Uh, yeah. What did you think of it? I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was really, uh, I mean, it was, it was, yeah, very entertaining. I, uh, an interesting, interesting premise. Again, just like going back to that theme of like getting interesting stories this year i think that we don't normally get um uh, yeah yeah i i loved it i thought it was it's on hulu Dwayne. so if you've yeah. got hulu yeah it's been on my list i just didn't get to it 
Yeah, I think it's worth it. I think it's good. I don't know that I would give him the Oscar for this, but I thought it was yeah. good. I understand the nomination. Right. So, uh, two, uh, oh, two women, not three women. I was wrong earlier. Two women nominated in this category for the first time ever. That's awesome. I think both are contenders. Um, I loved Promising Young Woman. We talked about this a little bit. It's my favorite movie from last year. This that one in in Palm Springs. Um, Dwayne, you said you liked it, but I don't think you liked it as much as me. I didn't. I I like it. I think it's a good movie, but uh, mm-hmm. just didn't love it. Liked it. Nothing, yeah. nothing bad to really say about it. I liked the movie. Just, just didn't love it. I, I will say, um, from a director perspective, I don't think I would nominate it. Um, I would, I would nominate it for best picture and give it best actress. And I loved the movie, and it didn't detract from my enjoyment of the movie. But it was very slap you in the face with my message, and very um, canned dialogue-y, and very like. Everybody says what you want them to say in order to fit what you want your character to do. I do get that. That's some criticism of it. Um, I don't think it's going to win director. I think that it feels like a a screenplay win to me. That one feels like they're not going to give it any of the awards, but they'll give it the screenplay award. That's what it feels like to me. What do you think, Mike? I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah, it, it it is kind of a weird choice to have in there for the... Uh, for the director slot, I think. Um, yeah, I, I think I agree with you there. But that yeah, said, I not- I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, it was a really good sort of a it was a good date night movie, I guess, in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, right. Isn't that um, weird. Yeah, like it was just <laughs> that's, like that's a hell of a date. I know. <laughs> maybe not first date. Maybe maybe not first or second date. But like you know, it was just I, I, yeah. I don't know. It was uh for the for the the premise and everything and the, and what it was like, I just felt like, uh, it, it could have, it could have been a lot heavier and like, like felt a lot more heavy handed and like darker and sadder than it, than it, it turned out to be, even though that's everything it was in a sense. Yeah. Um, which I think is interesting. And I think that's, that's speaks to its, uh, you know, efficacy as a movie, I guess, um, as an mm-hmm. entertaining movie. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Um, any snubs in this category from either of you? Yeah, uh, can someone explain to me why Christopher Nolan isn't nominated for Tenet? Right. Yeah. Like, gonna... <laughs> like, like why? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, nothing against Lee Isaac Chung or Thomas Vinterberg. Um, Spike Lee for the Defied Bloods and Christopher Nolan from Tenet should be on this list. They should be on this list <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw another name out there, and Brandon's going to hate this, and I apologize to everyone listening if the podcast ends right now. Uh, <laughs> Florian Zeller for The Father. Incredibly difficult movie to pull off as effectively as they did. I think this should have been nominated for the best director. I stand by it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it was a hard movie to put together it was it was really hard to look at a movie and be like we shouldn't make this i'm gonna do it anyway and then get nominated the thing about that movie is that it's 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 extremely confusing it's extremely hard to follow (laughs) it's really sad and really sad but it's all on purpose it's all on purpose period (laughs) it's all done on purpose it's purposefully at the end of that movie i'm watching i'm like i don't know what of any of that was real like, I don't know what just happened. Yeah. Like, and I think that's the point of the movie. <laughs> it is. And I will say it is, it is an original idea and probably a good 
thing to have out there, right? To have a film about dementia from the perspective of, of someone suffering from dementia. Like, that's that. That's what, are you familiar with uh, what it's about, Mike? You said you didn't see that one, right? I didn't. I I I knew it was Anthony Hopkins has dementia, and that's the kind of the, the premise. But I don't yeah. know anything beyond. Yeah, that. I would just like to say for the record that Brandon told me that movie was about a priest. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no. I, I said that months ago when I didn't when I didn't know. Okay. So I had my mind ready for a priest movie. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Let, 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 that's a little revisionist. Months ago, Dwayne said, what's this movie about? And I said, I don't know. I think it's just two popes again. I think it's, that's it, right? And then and then I was watching it, and I said, have you seen The Father yet? And you said, no. And I said, um, and you said, you said, no, but you said it's about a priest. I said, yeah, I, this was not about a priest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. I get why people like that movie. I just found it frustrating to watch and really sad, and so I hated it. And that's kind of where I went. Uh, should win, will win. I think Chloe Zhao, No Bad Land, should win, will win. I think she pulled that film off flawlessly. A movie that really could have been freaking awful, I thought turned out really good, and I and I put it all on her for that. Mike should will. Yeah, I don't want to just agree with you again, but I I do agree should should and will Chloe Zhao because like I said, that movie to me it was freaking beautiful and just the mm-hmm. the way it was shot and the, the the feeling i got from it was incredible and I, I i think she did a fantastic job yeah Dwayne should will uh should chloe Zhao will ah here's the thing guys we haven't given anything to make <laughs> <laughs> and people love david fincher that movie is really well done and it's a movie about movies. So I think Will David Fincher. Uh, I wouldn't there. shock me. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me. Hollywood yeah, loves I, I get you. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Okay. I, All right, I feel best like Mike, Mike's not going to get nothing. Mike's going to get something. It's just a matter of what it gets. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. It probably, although Mank is, um, it, it is nominated I mean, for like makeup and hairstyling, yeah, yeah, yeah. production yeah. design. Yeah, so they could give it something. They could give it something. Like I feel like production design that just feels yeah. like Mank. Yeah, like, it just feels like that's what it'll win. Maybe but cinema, you, you cinematography, maybe. maybe. Yeah, uh, cinematography. That's gotta. Get, if that doesn't go to Nomad Land, I'm gonna be mad. Like yeah. cinematography. It's <laughs> <be laughs> probably the one I feel the strongest about in all of them this year. Is that one needs to win cinematography? Um, so best picture. We talked about all these movies, but uh, the father. Uh, <coughs> Sorry, The Father, uh, <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, The Trial of the Chicago 7. I put some questions on the show notes. We already talked about all those. Um, I'm going to ask you both, before we do snubs and should will, um, most watchable of these films. Like, mm. which one did you find the most watchable? Because I, I said, I, obviously, my love for Promising Young Woman has been stated throughout this. So that's the one that I would be most like, this is the most watchable. I enjoyed it the most. It, I, the time flew as I watched it the most. Uh, Mike, what was the most watchable of those films? So, yeah, I mean, I think looking at this list, I would go Trial of Chicago 7. Yeah. Um, because it, oh, I it, get that. it was, I mean, it was like what two hours or plus whatever, like most movies are, and it was, it went by quick. It was like an action flick, mm-hmm. but like in a courtroom, which is you know odd. It just felt real tight and real, just I don't know. It just it worked. It was, 
I, I, I don't think I found myself looking at my phone at all or doing anything else but watching the movie and, and just like focused on it. It's so funny that that right now is a testament to a movie. I know, right? Like, and it's a true one. Like, it's it's real because it's that way for me too. Like, if I'm like, I didn't even look at my phone watching that movie. Like, that's a big statement. (laughs) Well, again, that goes back to the reason I like going to the theater so much is that it it forces that forces your hand to just put your phone away and turn it off or and not think about it. You know, and that's that's one of the things I love about going to the movies. I like that too, because like I guarantee, there's no way I would have watched Phantom Thread without my phone out the entire oh time. My God. Oh, remember that movie? Oh my <laughs> God, that movie was so awful. Oh. <laughs> Dwayne, uh, most watchable of this of this list. Uh, not to just you know just parrot Mike, but I think I think it's the Trial of the Chicago Seven for every reason he said. It was like the most conventional movie of of this group. I think. Uh, outside of Promising Young Woman. And I think it just made it like, the, it, it's the closest, I think, on this list to a popcorn movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's, okay. It's where it's just, I, you kind of just, you you know the beats, you know what's going to happen, and you know there's going to be a big conclusion. Whereas the rest of these movies, like, you know, well, I guess Judas and the Black Messiah, you kind of know how that ends. But, like, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the rest of these, like, you don't know where these movies are really going. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Yeah, no, 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 I get that. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to think about snubs, like where I would go with snubs on this one. Cause, yeah. cause that, they're all, they're all fairly deserving, at least to some extent, but I want to put in Palm Springs and Tenet because I just think Tenet was such an ambitious film and yeah. I think he pulled it off. So like my bar for how good of a movie that is, like is pretty low actually, because, so the fact, because it was so hard. <laughs> so like the fact that it was good. Like yeah. and that I enjoyed it, I think is a big testament to it. And then Palm Springs was perfect. It was just I I won't listen to anyone tell me Palm Springs. Is <laughs> no, I, I can't believe I forgot about Palm Springs. I yeah, I gotta watch that. So again. I'm I'm gonna throw out Mank and I'm gonna throw out the Father, and I'm gonna I'm, you know what I'm gonna throw out I'm gonna throw out Minari too, and I'm gonna put the Five Bloods in there. Oh, so man. those, oh, are, those think, are my three. The thing for me, the thing I think Tenet should be on this list without even removing anything. Like you could just throw it. it it's there wasn't any big budget Hollywood movies last year, and it was like the yeah. one. It's like, and it was a yeah. really good one. I would put Tenet yeah. on there. I wouldn't take anything off. And I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know that I'd give you it the You can add Oscar. two. Yeah, I would put Tenet on yeah. there. Um, I remember you can add two. Yeah. So so let's let's do that. Yeah. You don't have to take anything off. We'll just take off the father and throw it away <laughs> and keep it. We'll we'll put it in the, we'll put it in one of those like like boxes that's weighted and throw it in the ocean. And then we'll just and we'll just add those. Put in that yeah. little room for so. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. put in that little room. <laughs> um. <laughs> but uh, any snubs? Any snubs, Mike? I, I think I think you nailed it with Tenet and Palm Springs. Um, I think now that now that you mentioned also the um, uh, Long Long Island, the King the King of Staten Island. I don't cheese Louise. Yeah, um, it was good. I think that for me might be one that I might add to this list or, or somewhere on one of these lists because I think that was a really good movie that I completely forgot about. Um, but yeah, I uh, Tenet was one of those ones too. I remember leaving the theater and, and driving home, and the entire drive home talking about it with Kristen and just kind of being like, I really really liked it, and then like trying to explain what it was about and not having any clue how to yeah, like good luck. put it towards <laughs> like what was happening at any time. Um, yeah. and like in, in my head, it kind of made sense. It's like, it's kind of like quantum mechanics, you know, it's like, if you try to explain it, like you're not going to explain it correctly. And like, you don't know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was bizarre, but 
K- Kenneth Branagh underrated performance in there too. We didn't talk about him, but um, he was the villain in that. He yeah, was, he was really good. Yeah, really. Yeah. So kind of a different role for him. So which I thought was really good. Um, should win, will win on this one. I, Dwayne, what do you think? Should will? Should the Sound of Metal? I think that was the best movie yeah. of this bunch last year. Yeah. Will I have no clue? Like I, I, I honestly have no clue what's going to win. You can talk me. I think that the, the problem, the 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 ones that I think have legit chance are Nomadland, Minari, and Judas and the Black Priest. The Black Messiah. Black Messiah. Well, I don't know why. I yeah, said Anthony Black Hopkins is not The Black Priest. <laughs> I would watch that movie. I would watch Anthony <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> no, Judas and the Black Messiah. I. <laughs> I don't know. I, again, wouldn't shock me if, honestly, if any of these movies win it. But I think those are the three that are probably going to be. I'll, I'll, I'll go Minari. I don't know. <laughs> Minari. Yeah. Okay. All right. People like, like Minari. Should will. Uh, I think I, I think should sound a metal. Um, gosh, will win. Like like Dwayne, you could kind of just throw a dart. I think almost in a sense. Um. Probably Minari or Nomadland. Uh, okay. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Um, you know what I don't think is going to win? The, yeah. the Sound of Metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. Sound of Metal probably is the best. Sound of Metal and Nomadland are probably the two best movies on, yeah. on this list. As I far agree. as like these movies were done perfectly. Um, I'm going to say should win Sound of Metal and will win Judas and the Black Messiah and I won't argue if you put Nomadland in either one of those ones instead. <laughs> so, uh, so are we just? So, is there no chance Mank wins? I don't think so. I think if Mank wins something, it'll be director, like you said. Like I don't, I don't think it wins Best Picture. I think that there's too much. There's a lot more buzz and backing behind Judas and the Black Messiah and Nomadland that I just don't think. I don't think Mank wins. So I kind of don't either. Um, I, I would put it low on this list of of contenders. Like I would I would put it like Judas and the Black Messiah, Nomad Land as its own tier, and then Minari, and then probably Sound of Metal, and then the rest. That's 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 what I think as far as likelihood of winning. I think that's probably fair. But we'll see. The Oscars, they they surprised me often. Last year they um they gave uh you know, last year they 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 gave more to uh, Parasite than I thought they... Gosh, Parasite was only last year. That just seems crazy. <laughs> it's <me>, but... <laughs> like 100 years ago. <laughs> it does. Just seems crazy. They should have given more to 1917 last year, but I digress. Oh, yeah. I won't get it. Uh, so uh, <laughs> we kind of already, by general closing remarks, we kind of already talked about our favorite movies to watch this year. Movies we really recommend. I recommend Promising Young Woman and Palm Springs. Anything we didn't touch on you guys want to mention about movies you liked, movies you want people to watch? Uh, uh, Bad Boys Three. Bad Boys uh, Three, yeah. Closing yeah. out the trilogy. It was an amazing yeah. film. Uh, I would just like to say, for the record, that uh, those two guys are the, the worst police officers in America. Um, worse. They're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the absolute worst police officers. Um, I didn't. I didn't really. Again, to, to go off what Mike said, this is a weird year, just in general. Like I just don't. I didn't watch a ton of movies. I didn't watch a ton of sports. I don't know what I did the last year. 
Like the whole <laughs> last year just feels like a yeah. It just feels no, like a no war. one knows what they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. I I think all I did was podcast. I think that's it. I yeah, think that's all I've done. Brandon now has 15 podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> somehow. That's how it goes. I, uh, I was earlier today, I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I got to stop doing something because I'm doing too much and it's, it's too much and I can't handle it. And then, and then I saw someone tweet, starting a new podcast next month, need some collaborators. Who's in? And I started to DM him and went, Brandon. Oh, I was, Brandon? What are you doing? Stop it. <laughs> no. I, I stopped myself from doing oh, it. Man. I don't even know this person. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> I, I watched a ton of movies last year. I watched a ton of movies, Oscar, uh, like history movies. I watched a ton of movies that were new. And this year I watched, I watched 302 movies, 270 new ones that I had not new, but like ones I hadn't seen before. You watched 270 um, movies last year. I watched 302, and only 32 of them were ones that I had already seen. Oh, wow. oh, so, okay, I okay. So, two, I watched 270 movies that I hadn't seen before. You ever see that, Brandon? Did you ever see that movie no. with? Uh, I think it was with Sarah Jessica Parker. It's called I don't, How Does She Does It, or I don't know how she does it. Where she's like, yeah. a, she's like a mom, and she's like runs yeah. a business. Or you should be in the sequel. I don't know how you do right. everything you yeah. do. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> have a full time job. You have twenty five podcasts. You raise two girls. You read like fifteen books, twenty books a year. You watch three hundred movies. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm hosting an NFL draft live stream for two nights next week. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. I don't know what I don't know what this is all about. Do you sleep? I, I've I no, huh? I don't. <laughs> for many reasons. Wait a minute. I think. Wait a minute. You buried the lead. You're hosting a live draft. I am I am posting I, I am hosting a live draft show on YouTube, which I will share the link with. But Perfect. Uh, yeah, during oh, during the first, second, and third rounds, I will be hosting a um a stream for for four for four dot. Well, I absolutely will be there, and I'm very disappointed that I cannot text you my thoughts throughout the draft. This is very disappointing. You, to me. you you can. You might just look at me and just see frantic face, like, oh my gosh, my phone's buzzing. What do I do? I'm already trying to do this. <laughs> Um, but I watched, I watched a million movies that I, the lovebirds, everybody watched the lovebirds on net on Netflix with Issa Rae, who's one of my favorite. I love that one. And I have uh, a movie hot take. Yeah. Wonder woman, 1984 was not a bad movie. Everybody needs to calm down. That movie was not bad. (laughs) I didn't see it. I heard it was so terrible. I didn't even, it was not bad. (laughs) If you take Kristen Wiig out of that movie, that movie's unwatchable. Completely disagree. Is it any more unwatchable than the first one? It's the same movie. Yes. <laughs> the first one was well done. Like it was like the special effects were good, the acting was good, all that. The second one looked bad. Like it looked it looked like it looked like you went on vacation and you left the production <laughs> to the interns and they were like, do a good job. And they did the bare minimum and then said, we're going to go smoke a bowl now. It's Thursday. And then you got back Tuesday and you looked at it and you said, I mean, it's kind of done, but really this, this took you all week. Like what? That's what it looked like to me, man. That movie was not bad. I stand by that it. being said, it's, it's fun enough. I enjoyed watching it enough. Like, Kristen Wiig um, was great in that movie, by the way. She was great. Yeah. Kristen Wiig brought it. Speaking um, of Kristen Wiig, did you see Bob Barb and star go to Vista del Mar? No, is it good? I 
I loved it. I thought it's it's so okay. stupid, but it's like I think Kristen said it was kind of like uh, it kind of reminded her of like an Austin Powers movie. Okay, in a sense. So like, Look, which is I need that. Yeah, I need that in my life. It was it was it was just yeah. It did it, did, it was it was good. Good, very good, silly. Good. I want to see it. And anything with Kristen uh, again, it's going to be you know. Also, good. shout out to two movies. Shout out to Bill and Ted Face the Music because that movie could have been hot garbage yes. and it was very pleasant. Oh, it was very pleasant. Loved yep. it. And shout out to Ava, which is a throwaway Netflix movie, uh, a, a throwaway action Netflix movie, but it's Jessica Chastain and Colin Farrell and John Malkovich, and um, oh. it's exactly what I wanted it to be. So if you look at Ava on Netflix and you go, that sounds good, you're going to be very happy. If you look at it, you go, that sounds terrible, you're, you're, you're going to be validated in your thought. That movie is exactly what you want it to be. Jessica Chastain, I, 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 I will watch a lot of... Um, a lot of things she does. I always enjoy her performances. And like I said, Colin Farrell in supporting role. I'm never disappointed. So yeah. lots of fun ones. Even the invisible man, I thought was very well. Invisible man. I, I, was about decent. To mention. I thought that was, was decent. decent you, know, you know, a movie that I wanted to like a lot and liked a little was antebellum. I was, I, I, I was very yeah. ready to really love that movie. And it just eh, didn't quite get there for me, but I still enjoy it. Yeah. I missed that one. Although I have it sitting from the library, I have it sitting on my shelf. Oh right yeah, now. I think it's on. I think it's on either Amazon or Hulu. I saw it on there. Yeah, you should watch yeah. it. Yeah, you know what I did this year? This is the first time I've done this since we started doing this podcast. I started as I watched 2020 movies. I started making a list and keeping them in order, um, so that I would be able to look back and, and just remember all the movies I saw in 2020 because they blur together. I did that in 2020, and I remember going to the theater and doing that. Or after the theater, like doing that, and then when the pandemic happened and everything stopped, I just completely forgot that I had that list going, and then mm-hmm. then suddenly it was December, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Very fair. I am weird though. That's the I'm a big dork and well, I'm strange. And so. well, I mean uh, that, uh, that's that's a but uh, what you did is a is a good thing, and that's something that I should have stuck with. And and like Kristen does the same thing with movies. Like she has a, a running spreadsheet of movies that she's seen, and so she can I, say throughout the year, I "Oh, I've this. seen this," and like I just like forget movies that I've seen. Like I've you know. I just breathe them in and out, and that's it. And it's it. It makes me feel better that Kristen does that too, because um, Kristen I know is not a weird, uh, a weird <laughs> troubled uh, menace to society, and and so I I, I was concerned there may be as far other as we know she's not. Why I'm, yeah. <laughs> so there may be other reasons why I'm weird and troubled and a menace to society, but at least I know that that's not one of the factors. Right. <laughs> Um, so that that's all I got. I'm star. I'm starved for fun movies. That's all I want to say. I just want some fun movies this year. That's I, what I want. I, one other thing, I, I, just, uh, I will I will mention briefly. One of the things during uh, uh, during COVID that we did in our family was every Saturday night we watched a movie with our girls, and we watched a, a lot of times it's movies that we've seen that they haven't seen. Sometimes it's new movies, and I would just like to say that mm-hmm. Scoob is a horrible movie. Do not watch that. <laughs> Trolls World Two World wait, Tour. Wait, wait, wait. About... It's about Scooby Doo, and it, it, you, you would think okay. that a That's new movie about Scooby Doo <laughs> would actually be about like the actual Scooby Doo. It's not. It's the weirdest, craziest, dumb movie ever. Don't watch that. Yeah. Movie. Uh, the live action Dora the Explorer movie. Wait, 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 wait. It's phenomenal. If you guys, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, coming in, coming in hot. I wish I there was it. like a place where you guys posted like certain clips of the show, like before they air, before we air the show, to like just get people like excited about it and just have like that clip of Dwayne saying it's about Scooby Doo. 
I thought that was the hot take. Just like... I love it. I love it. I love it. For the upcoming Oscars, the Oscars podcast, that you just hear that. That's the one line you get. That's your, Scoob, that's your preview. Scoob. I was so excited because I love Scooby Doo. <laughs> Scoob is not worth the hype. Scoob is a horrible movie. I love, I love that. That's wait, wait. So, so you're saying a movie called Scoob (laughs) was disappointing? Yes, that's my thing. I, I I just, I can't even compute that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, well, I'm going to end this because uh, I've gone too long, and my wife is very nice, but I I can hear my demons upstairs. <laughs> um, everybody follow Dwayne uh, at Two Guys Dwayne. Everybody follow Mike at Mike Boss M Y K E. Go buy his music. I will put uh, the link to it on the website. Uh, go buy Sweetheart's music because it's fantastic. And uh, Mike, thank you so much for joining. Any final thoughts? Oh, thank you guys both for having me. It's been, uh, as always, it's fun. Fun getting to talk to you guys again. Uh, catch up and talk about movies. It's a good time. Yeah, same time next year? I'll, I'll be there. Awesome. Yeah. Dwayne, any final thoughts? No, same time next year. Hopefully with some better movies. <laughs> Hopefully with some better movies. Absolutely. All right. So that about does it for this week. You can find us on Facebook, download us on Apple Podcast, Stitcher. Check us out at twoguyspodcast.com. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you with another episode uh, next week if we can schedule it. <laughs> Goodbye. It's that infinite, fill in the gap synonyms. Extract minerals, twist it and dash cinnamon. Flavorful, neighbor sniffing from the kitchen. We cooking up that supreme wrap and then we dish it. Yo. Your attention's on the fire. Cause on the mic, I call experience. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant. Nobody move. Yeah. Don't even sleep. Ready to ill. Ready to get it. Ready to kill. Ready to ill. Ready to kill. Yeah. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant. This is sabotage. Nobody move. Yeah.